You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy New Year. You guys, we're back. Yes. Woo. It's been so long. I missed you guys. I know. Mostly Megan, but you know. What <laughs> actually gonna hear again? Kidding! Guys. I missed you both. I'm Jessica King, also the producer of Fox's hit show Dish Nation. Check it out. Quick plug. And who am I joined by? <laughs> Me, Megan Thomas, also known as at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And Nick Purdue. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. all we get. And Nick know, Google Purdue. It. Google it, guys. That's it. That's just. <laughs> There you go. We guys, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Thea Trinidad, but you may know her as Rosita. Ooh. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Hi. Hi. Welcome. You're so cute. Thank you. Oh <laughs> I get very like, oh, shy sometimes, but that's funny. Thank you. Well, I don't know if you believed us when we were telling you a little earlier. We really did some research on you. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. We're going to get into it. <laughs> No, I like that. I'm on open book, so let's do it. Great, great. That's what I like to hear. Well, first things first, uh, both your dad and your uncle were wrestlers, and growing up, you used to watch wrestling with them all yes. the time. Um, did you ever feel any pressure to follow in their footsteps, or were you just immediately drawn to the sport? Oh, no. I was immediately drawn to it. It was something that I just, I experienced it because I went to a live event, and I was like, okay, like my brother, I mean... My brother and I would wrestle around with my dad, and he'd teach us little things because he knew a lot of amateur moves, like um, headlock submissions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when I went to a WWF back in the day uh, event, I was like, oh, my God, that's what I want to do. I was four years old when I figured that out. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be the person in the ring instead of the person behind the guardrail. So it was it was really just a oh my god moment you yeah. know yeah. four years old wow and you yeah. like continued it throughout all these years it's yeah. awesome yeah it's weird because i didn't think i was going to at i don't know 15 i was like uh eh, i like music i like uh dance i like to you know i started branching out but then it all came came together really because wrestling involves acting it involves i mean if you can dance or something like it's just really great to have different avenues that you're good at so well, I have to ask you, I know you're a huge fan of Aaliyah. Yes. And yesterday was her birthday. Yeah. Did you have, like, a little special, like, birthday moment? <laughs> kind of. It's weird. Every year on her birthday and her um, passing in August, I only play her music during the day. That's it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I, um, I'll post pictures on Instagram of her. And I was a huge, when I say huge Aaliyah fan, to the point where I would dress up like her, like, <laughs> cut my hair like her. And, um, like the bandana, everything, everything. Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to borrow my brother's pants, like his <laughs> jeans, and put them on and have like his little, like his uh, style of underwear, you know, like the boxers <laughs> and stuff. But yesterday, I also posted a picture back when I had my hair dark. Um, 
I used to do the sunglasses and the, you know, the hair swoop to the mm-hmm. side. So, yeah. Was, I love it. Yeah, I was Who doesn't love Aaliyah? She's right. amazing. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of people that you love and look up to, um, unfortunately, you, you lost your father when you were 10 years old um, yes. to 9-11. And you later attended Camp Hayes as a counselor wow, for other children. <laughs> Tell me, girl. <laughs> for other children who lost their parents. Um, why was it important for you to share this experience with other people? Well, um, at first it wasn't easy. I'll say that. It was something that my mom forced me to do. Mm-hmm. I was 12 years old. I attended the camp first. Um, so I was like, no, camps are kind of whack. I'd rather just sit home and play video games and not pay attention to anybody. But she's like, no, you got to go. It's a good experience, I guarantee you. So I went, and by the first couple hours, I was like, You're this hooked. is, yeah, I was like, this is my place, it's my people. And it's good because everybody understood what, we all went through, but no, but you didn't have to talk about it if right. you didn't want to. Yeah. But if you did, it was it was nice because you had people who had you know something in common with you. And every night we would sit around um, and we would sing the, our Camp Hay song, and we we would give hugs every night to every single person. Oh, like it was very yeah. big there, and um, you know because the the founders of the camp. Janice and Chuck Hazelcorn, they lost their son, Eric Hazelcorn. And his big dream was to, uh, like, make a camp for kids. And they did that in his honor. And his big thing was hugs. So they made sure that every night we had hugs. And every Wednesday we had grilled cheese and pickle sandwiches, which I wasn't crazy about. But, yeah, (laughs) but that was a big. And uh, and it was just nice because after I was old enough, I was around 18, 17, 18. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you're getting kind of old to be here so do you want to be a counselor and i was like oh my god absolutely and yeah i became a counselor i've been doing it ever since oh awesome well and so you know because you are very vocal about your your loss which is commendable thank you and uh you know because a lot of kids your age you know would have kind of shut down and just you know shut everybody out so like this was talking about it did that help you know kind of not at first actually not at first i um i went through a period where it was just denial Mm. i didn't believe that what I was seeing was real to the point where, because my dad would pick me up every weekend, so for I want to say a few months, I would still get ready as if he was going to come. Mm-hmm. I still, it was it was. I think maybe I don't know, it was a couple months and then I realized when my mom just sat me down and said, listen, like it, it's reality. Like mm-hmm. we went we looked for him, we went down to ground zero, you know, we didn't find anything but, you know, we got a call from the medical examiner's office and they found him so we can now have a proper a proper burial for him and move on kind of you know like just say okay this happened but we're just saving his his spirit for us you know so it it helped once i realized what the situation was and and really helped because once i said okay wrestling is what we really had in common i'm going to pursue this that's what like no people need to know about him they need to know about how he inspired me and maybe he can inspire you too Mm. so did your dad know you wanted to be a wrestler? Yeah. Did he encourage it? Yeah. He did. He okay. liked it. He did. Because that was his dream, too. Okay. His dream was to be a WWE wrestler. And um, I heard about it all the time. <laughs> all the time. And my mom was just like, no, don't get her into that. Because then she's gonna, if she does, she's going to be serious about it. <laughs> and she's actually going to do it. So don't tell her to do that. And he's like, no, no. Like, I'm telling you, it'd be great. You know, she could be Lita. She could be the new Lita. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because Lita was my favorite. So I was like, yeah, this would be really good. And um, my mom's like, don't you want to do ballet? Huh? <laughs> no? Toot toot pink? No? Okay. And uh, my dad was like, yeah, baseball, wrestling, like that's the way I was. And right. it stuck with me all this time. So, 
That's awesome. Yeah, well, you're definitely real serious about wrestling. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And my so- mom, it took a while for her to be okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. she just became okay with it roughly four years ago. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, oh maybe gosh. three. Yeah. When I got with TNA, that's when she was like, okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> did, She's really going to go after did, this. Yeah. Did she watch your first match, or was she just like, I'm not watching, I'm not a part of anything? Or? She did. She watched, um, there was one, right before I went to TNA, I did mm-hmm. a match, and I never wanted to do anything on September 11th, but go to the um, to the ceremony in the city. But I was like, you know what? I want to I wanna have a wrestling match on that day and dedicate it to him. And Mick Foley was there. Uh, oh. So that was really cool to do that in front of him. And he was so supportive that day. And it was it was really nice. So we did that before. So she went to that one. Mm. Did that before uh, TNA. Then when I actually went, she watched it on TV. And her and my aunts, everybody called me crying. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she just became okay with it. But there's been times where I'll call her and be like, Mom, hey, so I split my head open. I'm okay, though. <laughs> Just oh know, gosh. like, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but my head busted open. Okay, so I'll just be Love chilling. You. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, send me pictures. And then the next day I got um, Inspirational Wrestler of the Year for 2011. So she's like, oh, that's cool. Mm. And she loved the plaque. We got a little plaque for it. She's like, oh, that's cool. Your head is, like, pretty, like, stitched up, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let me ask you. So are you truly five foot? No. No. What's your actual true to... Life height. Mm, well, uh, <laughs> that would be technically four ten and three fourths. Four ten. Wow. And three mm-hmm. I wow. would never be able to tell that you're four ten. <laughs> really? It's the yes. It's the wedges. It's the heels. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I don't like to wear heels. I really don't. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm a tomboy to the fullest, and whether uh, sneakers or Uggs or whatever, I'm always in flats, which right. is so bad. But it's so comfortable. Though. It is. It's so comfortable, but. Um, I remember one time I went to the doctor. They told me I was four nine, and I nearly took a bump. I flipped out. I was like, "No <laughs> way! Am I four nine? Do it again. Do it again." Right. It must have been just a bad day. Right. You know. So <laughs> we'll stick to four. Uh, Ten. Whenever somebody asks me, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm four something." Just round up five feet. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what, that's what I say. Right. So you can say five two. You know, like I wish a, I could say five day. two. But then you know what? The people who are five feet and five two, they're like, Mm-mm, "No, you're not. I know you're not because I am." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So right. I hear that a lot. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Now, but how does someone so small give such a big beating in the ring? Rey Mysterio was my inspiration when it came to that. Uh, um, he was somebody that I looked at. And I was like, wow, he's so small, but he can do so much. Yeah. And uh, again, being younger, I was like, man, how could you become a wrestler? Like, how could you really just be there and be, get in the ring and just, you know, like do all the things that all the heavyweights were doing? But Rey Mysterio was that person. Him and Lita were the two people that I said, you know what? I want to be just like them because he's small. And I, I said, you know, I want to be the female Rey Mysterio. Whether it was with a mask or not, mm-hmm. I want to be him. And I actually got to tell him that as, what was it, last year. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. And it was, it was really cool. It was like it came kind of full circle in a way because there were times where I would go to Lita's signings and say, oh, my God, I want to be like her. And, um say, you know, I want to win a championship one day. And then when I was in TNA, I won the tag team championships. And I had a little girl come to my signing, like, crying. She's like, I want to be just like you. And I was like, I can't believe you're saying this. I was you. I was you. And it was crazy to me. And I told Ray, and he's like, no way. You wanted to be like me. Like, he's so humble and so cool. He's like, you want to be like me? That's so sweet. And I was like, yeah. So he's been a big supporter of me uh, in wrestling. So it's awesome. 
That is dope. Very cool. My eight-year-old self is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. What is it like? Walk us through it. You come out of the curtain. Everyone's screaming for you, <laughs> cheering, and you have all these people watching you. What does that feel like? Well, I was somebody that never got butterflies. I got hawks. Like, they were ridiculous. <laughs> I was so nervous all the time. But I would try to psych myself out as if I wasn't. Okay. And I'm I'm pretty good at that. Like, if I tell myself, no, you're not nervous, or just start dancing or doing something stupid so that I forget, then it'll hit me right as I come out. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. There's, like, crazy amounts of people here. But um, my character, I was a bad guy in mm-hmm. TNA. So um, my character was very... Think Rosie Perez, Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> very ghetto. And uh, they always kind of push that. They're like, you know, can you take out your big hoop earrings and like be really, yeah. <laughs> so before I went out to the ring, I would always listen to a Nicki Minaj song. So I got in the mood. Right. And then I would go out there and everybody was booing me because I was so mean to everybody. Right. So uh, it was fun though. I liked being the bad guy at some points. I okay. really did because it was fun to just play off people's emotions right. and get them to hate you. It's, right. it's easier to make somebody hate you than to love you. Mm-hmm. So then when I actually was playing a good guy, I was like, wow, it take, it does take a lot to draw that emotion out of people and make them like you. And that's, and that's an even more rewarding experience when you can have people cheering your name. Like there was a time where, uh, was it, I think it was at Tommy Dreamer's house of hardcore show. I walk out and I just hear, like I see a whole bunch of people. It was a crazy amount of people. I think we had, like 4,200 people that day. And I looked out and I was like, oh my God. And there, I hear my, well, my ring name. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And you just feel like an overwhelming happiness just kind of come over you. And then it gives you a hell of a lot more encouragement and you go out there yeah. and you kick ass. That's so. awesome. <laughs> do you, do you have a pre game ritual routine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so ridiculous, but, me and my tag partner that were in TNA, she also got very, very nervous. And anytime I saw her getting nervous, I would just break out and dance like all kinds of crazy. Like all crazy. <laughs> and then she'd start laughing and then maybe she'll catch me at the same time doing that. And we would just play off of each other. Okay. But like I said, I have to listen to a Nicki Minaj song. Mm-hmm. And if I have extra time, I listen to a Disturbed song to get me more like pumped. Oh, wow. I'm a, I'm a huge rock fan. So right. uh, Disturbed was definitely my go-to. Okay, who's your favorite wrestle? wrestler? My favorite of all time. It's hard because I like different people for different reasons, but okay. definitely Rey Mysterio. Okay. Rey Mysterio and Trish and Lita is kind of like on the same level, but Lita still brings that out of me, so <laughs> Lita. Okay. Yeah. And then how did you get the, the ring name Rosita? Rosita. <laughs> they say it right at the roll the arm. Yeah, Rosita. 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 Yes. <laughs> Which they always, it's weird, when we were there, um, I always wondered, like, oh, Rosita, I got a, a sheet the next day, like, okay, you're hired now, here's uh, your gimmick. Your name is Rosita, and you are the cousin to Sarita. And I was like, wow, <laughs> really creative, guys, and a tad bit racist. But, right? yeah, and they're like, and you have to have a little red rose on all your gear. And I was like, <laughs> okay, 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 we'll make something out of this, you know, we'll make chicken crap out of, you know, right. whatever, chicken salad out of chicken crap. But it... It was fun because anything that they did give me that I was like racist, much, <laughs> uh, I made it. We made it funny. So um, there were times where they'd be like, um, "Can we bring the Itas over here or something?" <laughs> like whatever the Itas. It was Sarita, Rosita, and uh, my Deal Brown always gave me the nickname Rosita Conchita. Oh, so it was just like 
hey, Edis, bring your, you know, come over here. Yes. Velveeta, Velvet, like everybody's name got <laughs> so screwed up. But it wasn't that creative. Right. <laughs> I wish I had a better story as to where Rosita came from, right. but no. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Actually, that's really funny. <laughs> Very stereotypical. I love it. I know. So I was like, yeah, really? Right, right. Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> So uh, you mentioned you got your head split open. Yeah. What was the worst injury you've received wrestling? Well, I have been very lucky when it comes to wrestling, which sounds crazy because I have had my head split open. But hmm, this, I'll say the, the worst and the scariest. The worst was getting my head split open. I mean, I've had concussions in the ring before, um, but and it was a total accident, too. I was getting up. If you picture the ring apron here, I was getting up from the floor. So my head is coming up here. My partner's in the ring. She throws, like, this really heavy. It's the guy's belt, so it's really heavy and really rigid. She whipped it out towards the, uh. the bottom rope, and it collided with my head. Oh. So it just it split from here to the back here. Wow. And uh, I, didn't re- I saw white. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, and then I felt like a trickle down my head, and I was like, oh, it's sweat. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Oh okay. Gosh. So I knew, like, okay, I, I had to win that night. So I was like, okay, we must. the bell rang. We must have won. So I'm walking up the ramp, and I'm talking crap, and I feel the blood, like, rushing down my head. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. We beat you. Oh, my God. We got to get to the back. So, yeah. And I'm just talking right. crap. But then when I got to the back, I was like, oh, no. What a trooper you got right. going with. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's been times where I've had concussions in the ring and just had to push through. Like, I, I will not. That's I can't stop. I just won't. And then the scariest was uh, recently in November um, at Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore show. It was me and Carlito versus Victoria and Stevie Richards. So I'm about to run at her and kind of tackle her. But her, I think she had a ring on or something. Maybe she forgot to take it off. I don't know. But her fist, like, hit my eye. And it was it was this one, I remember, because I was blinded. I was half-blinded throughout the, the whole match. Wow. And that was the very beginning of the match. I was like, oh, my God, I can't see. Is my eye falling out? Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I peeled off my eyelash. I was like, oh, my God, okay. I'm freaking out at this point. But I just had to push through, especially because that, that show meant a lot to me because it was Dreamer's show. I call him, like, my wrestling dad. He, I felt like... He's the person that, since my dad couldn't be here for me physically, he was someone that he sent to me. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. He's been, like, amazing to me since I met him. So uh, that show was very important. But I made sure that I had to, I was like, oh, I have to still do, like, some high-flying moves. Like, I had to do uh, Hurricane Rana off the top rope, but still try to, like, distance wow. it and hit it on time and then do my moonsault, which is a backflip off the top rope onto um, Stevie. But... I was like, my God, I can't see anything. Like, I couldn't see. So it was it was difficult, but I got through it. So oh, gosh. I don't, I don't want to be one of those people who, like, stops in the middle of the match. I can't. Right. You know, you don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So are you used to having bruises and cuts and Yeah, I actually have one everything. on my arm for some reason. I'm not sure why. But I always have them. Yeah, right. I always do. There's been times where, like, even the um, my head split open. I was like, take a picture. I want to see how bad it is. So I always have pictures for some reason of my injuries. <laughs> yeah. So I don't mind them. I kind of like looking back at them. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. You're your psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you are hardcore. If I had a hat, I would tip it to you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wrestling is just one of your many, many talents. You <laughs> sing, you act, you do Zumba, you model, like you are all over the place. <laughs> is it hard to juggle like so many different things and interests and career paths? Honestly, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I think it's just because 
I like reaching into things and saying, okay, well, I'll try this and I'll try that just to see if I can. And then if I like it, I'll, I'll stick to it. And I've just been really lucky to the point where things have just hit. Um, whether that's in my, uh, like modeling, I, I'm a fitness model for this product called Vitazen. Mm -hmm. And that just came about after I did my first competition and I placed 10th out of 38 girls. Oh, wow. And it was my first one. I had really no idea what I was doing. And I just worked really hard at it. And I think that they saw that and they said, Hey, like we can do this together. And since then, I mean, from muscle and fitness to oxygen magazines, things I looked at and loved as like, you know, coming up, I was like, wow, I'd love to be in these magazines to finally do it. It was, a, it was really nice and rewarding. And then, uh, for acting, that was just something that just kind of, it came about. Like mm -hmm. I took acting in uh, high school and college, but I only did it because I thought that it would help me in wrestling. But then I realized that wrestling was my gateway into acting, really, because wow. I met a director who was a huge fan. And he oh, was wow. like, I want you in my movie. And then I want you in the next one. And then I met other people. And it was it was amazing. So, no, it's it's not really hard necessarily to juggle. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're giving just as much in each category that you put yourself into. Right. So. Well, yeah. speaking of acting, what has been your favorite role that you've played so far? Oh, that would definitely be um, <laughs> this movie that I just did. It came out on January 14th. Uh, it's worldwide, so all the DVDs everywhere. Um, my, I don't want to say, like, my human name What's was it? <laughs> the movie called Army of the Damned. Okay. And um, my human name is Officer Lawson. So I start off as a cop, and it's me and Tommy Dreamer, actually. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're cops. And it's funny because he's a veteran cop, and I'm the rookie cop, which is basically how it is in real life anyway. <laughs> so it really played out great. And then uh, something happens to where I become this really demonic monster that just starts killing people. And actually, I used uh, Aaliyah's Akasha character in Queen of the Damned to inspire mine for Army of the Damned. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. So what is next for your acting career? I'm sure you're going to continue to pursue it. What kind of things do you have your sights set on? Um, definitely more acting roles. I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, and that's also a reason why I'm out here, just to see if I can, you know, roll with everybody. I mean, there's a lot of work out here. But there's also a lot of competition. So you've got to mm -hmm. have, like, work really hard to see where you're going to be at. And acting is definitely something that I want to pursue, whether that's in movies or TV shows or, you know, because I've done both. And I love it. So I'm, mm -hmm. um, you know, just auditions and stuff out here. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen. Very cool. Go That's cool. Yeah. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of wrestlers transition to acting from The Rock, John Cena, yeah, Hulk Hogan, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, which out of those careers, I guess, do you really look up to or who's kind of acting from wrestling <laughs> to acting career inspires you? The Rock, yeah. for sure. <laughs> he yeah. has a great agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's agent, he has a great agent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and a great body doesn't doesn't hurt. You know, but he's just, he's amazing. I, I think from just he's so charismatic. And when it came to wrestling, you just gravitated towards him. You know, you wanted it to you wanted to hear him speak. Anytime he spoke, everybody was just clued in, listening. And same with his acting. I mean, from Scorpion King to even the Tooth Fairy thing that he did. <laughs> right, right. Regardless, you love him. He's right, hot. Yeah. He's got, he's a great actor. I love him. So definitely The Rock. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you, how much acting and choreography actually goes into wrestling? Not as much as people would think, actually. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that we uh, we will sit there and kind of map it out, like go in the ring and practice before the shows. That doesn't always happen. I mean, it's pretty rare that that happens, actually. We go in there, and our agent will say, okay, it's going to be you two, uh, you two tonight. This person's going to win. Figure it out. 
basically. And we... They tell you who's going to win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's going in there. You know, that's the thing, though. When people say wrestling, like... It for me. No, oh, that's, that's kind of like Santa. Like, oh, telling you Santa's not real. It, that's how it was for me. When somebody... I remember my stepfather, who's like, oh, you know, wrestling's fake, right? And I was like, no, it's not. Where's, where's, where's the blood? How did the blood come about? And they're like, well, they do this thing. It's, you know, they, they blade. And I'm like, no, they don't. Who, who would do that? Like, yeah. who cuts themselves, really? Right. I knew it was like a show Come and to find out. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Here's the thing. I would say it's 20% fake. The only thing that's fake about it is the outcome and the storylines. But everything from when you step into the ring to every, you know, bump that you take, every time you jump off the top, it all hurts. You know, taking shots from a chair or going through a table, it all hurts. So it's a lot. (laughs) So, but we, I mean, there's not a lot of choreography really. I mean, it's just, a lot of it is talking in the ring. So a lot of people will, if you notice, especially with the girls, if they flip their hair, when they were down, they said something to the girl. That's usually how, you know, we'll do it, but... Yeah, it's it's a little tricks. Are there like like code words that that you guys say? Like I'm gonna do this real quick. Oh yeah, tons of them. And we kind of have our own language as Mm -hmm. as wrestlers. Like when I if I'm telling you right now, um, kayfabe. Do you know what that means? No. Mm -mm. It's you know (laughs) most people wouldn't, and it's just whenever that somebody has said that to me, it's usually because let's say I'm in a storyline with somebody. And we go out to eat afterwards, and we see that there's fans. We're like, all right, kayfabe, meaning, like, play your character, make it seem real to the people, even after the show. So there's stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, if you guys don't like each other and you're out together. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the fans think. Like, why are they? Why would they be going out to dinner? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, throw water in face real quick or something? And we, I've had arguments in really? Friday. Yes. It, there was one really bad in Fridays. But it was because people were getting so into it. I was like, ooh, we can make this fun. Right. So, yeah. um, I went, it was me and Victoria. Uh, we were going to Fridays, and there was a whole bunch of fans there after the show. So, I didn't realize what was going on, and I was like, hey, Victoria, what's up? And then she was just like, what are you doing here? Like, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? Like, getting all in my face. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and then we played along and it just, we were yelling at each other. Like everybody was getting into it. The fans got into it. So it made it fun, you know? Yeah. And I like that. I like being able to play it up even after the show. It's, it's still like makes it interesting, you mm-hmm. know? So that's yeah. demanding. Yeah. yeah, it can be, but it's also fun because it, it's usually your best friends that you're working with, yeah. you know? So I've, I've had my best friends come out of wrestling. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like uh, Melina and Velvet Sky. I mean, Sarita, my tag partner. Those are like some of the closest people in my life. So I do thank wrestling for that. Tommy Dreamer, same thing. Right. Yeah. So your career is so physically demanding. How how often do you work out? Uh, that, <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm like, oh, I didn't do cardio today. Uh, <laughs> but it's usually... Um, I do cardio maybe five to six times a week wow. and uh, train, like, with weights four to five. Okay. Yeah. Do you have cheat days? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have to. I would go crazy if I didn't. What do you eat on your cheat days? Pizza. Yes. Oh, pizza is my favorite. What kind of pizza? <laughs> oh, well, there's usually... Um, you ever had penny ala vodka pizza? No, what is that? Penny ala vodka like on top of pizza. Yes. Wow. Oh, 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 you really cheat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit cheat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good cheat. I've never heard of that. Oh, then there's there's though. white pizza with like Alfredo sauce right. and spinach. Oh, yeah. and, oh, oh, no, I get I get really dirty with that. Okay. <laughs> well, you're allowed to. I mean, yeah. if you do all that, you deserve uh, it. There's some points where I'm like, you need to stop. You just, you're a monster. Stop it. But I mean, for my competition that I did, 
I'll, I don't know that I'll ever do it again just because it was so demanding uh, eating-wise and on my body. Like, I worked out. I did two hours of cardio a day. Oh, wow. I was only eating, like, towards the end, I was only eating, like, 700 and some calories. It was... 700? Oh, my wow. gosh. Uh-huh. It's like a it saltine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like my breakfast. <laughs> yeah. It was It was really bad. But it... That's where I was, like, going crazy. I mean, maybe a month before my competition, that's where everything was still cool. They didn't take away my brown rice yet. They didn't take away anything bad. So it was fine. But the core, like, crunching down time, oh, my God, no. Right. Never. Mm, no. Right. But pizza. Mm. Big CD, too. Now I want pizza oh. for dinner. Uh. How do you get through those days when you're like, I don't want to get up. I just want to lay on the couch and eat ice cream. Mm, I have a lot of those days. <laughs> I have a lot of those days. But... Usually, I have pictures on my phone of fitness models that I um, okay. that I like or wrestlers that I like, especially Trish Stratus. She's both. She's a fitness model and a wrestler. So it's kind of cool. And I have, uh, I have a picture of her. And I'm like, okay, she did it. I can do it. Fine. You know? <laughs> you can do it. Like, you, you just have to kind of psych yourself out and just like, all right, once you get it done, then you can relax and play video games all day because I'm a huge gamer. Mm. So that's all I will do. Like, this is what I look like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> and then so for some of the food that you have to eat while you're training, what what does that menu look like? Um, egg whites, oatmeal in the morning, um, grilled chicken and sweet potato, or brown rice during the day and vegetables. And at night, it's usually like grilled chicken or salmon and vegetables. But it's it's kind of like the idea of eat like a queen at breakfast, eat like a princess for lunch, and eat like a peasant for dinner. Mm, yeah, it's true. so bad, but it's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So let me ask you: You have over seventy-six thousand followers on Twitter. That's crazy, still to me. Yeah. <laughs> it really and is. You got the nice little blue check. <laughs> so you're obviously loved by your fans. So what does it feel like to have such a strong following? It's crazy, still. It. I mean, I've been wrestling since I was seventeen, but even now, like after TNA, I still can say, wow, like I can't believe all these people know about me and will find me in restaurants or find me in my hotel lobbies and stuff. It's still weird, but I like it. It's really cool that I can actually inspire them. Like when I hear people's stories of like how I've inspired them or my story has about my dad, it's crazy, crazy to hear. And that's all I've ever wanted is just to show, you know, yeah, okay, I had everything working against me. I'm small. I, you know, wasn't exactly the best, uh, I guess my memory is not all there. Like when it came to, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't somebody who could like watch a dance and then be able to like perform it right back. You know, like in dance school, I always had issues, but I was a hard worker and I just wanted people to realize like, okay, you may have weight problems working against you, uh, height, whatever, but you can still conquer it and, you know, still be okay and hopefully go for your dreams still. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, up until like recent decades, I guess, uh, wrestling was kind of known as like the man sport yeah you know you ask like the average person some of the biggest names in wrestling you always hear men's names like the rock undertaker stone cold hulk hogan whatnot and you know now we're starting to see a lot more women in the sport do you kind of feel like you're helping to break that mold i'm hoping to i really i'm hoping to and i think also because when you look at uh, the normal Hulk Hogan, uh, all the big guys, there's not a lot of people that will say the smaller guys, like the Eddie Guerreros mm-hmm. or the Rey Mysterios or anything like that. Uh, 
So it's nice that they're also coming up too. Right. And um, for women, same thing. I I have a double whammy. I'm a woman and I'm small. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have both working against me in a way. So for people to say, okay, well, I like her because she's like me or, you know, that's cool that somebody so little can do that or whatever the fact. Um, I'm hoping to break that mold and kind of give women's wrestling like a nice little different look to it besides the big boob blonde hair right. chicks, you know, like yeah. that's just, it's so <laughs> normal to have that, you yeah. know. Now I think it's it's a lot different, especially in TNA. You know they yeah. have a lot of different women, and uh, it's it's cool to see everything kind of come together because everybody has their own characters too. Mm. So we got the Edas, <laughs> yeah, we got the Edas. <laughs> yeah, what's the atmosphere like in t- at TNA? Is it really? F- are you guys all family, or is are there really wrestlers who are like I do not like her? <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay, a little bit of both. And it's um, it's from what I hear because I haven't worked for WWE. I've been there a few times um, to come in for tryouts and and whatnot. But with TNA, it's it's you don't feel like you're walking on eggshells. You, you just you go to work and you're happy to be there if you're happy with your contract if you're happy with you know whatever you structured with them as long as that's cool you go there and you're happy to be there there's nice people there you get along and everybody just wants to make a good product that's overall what it comes down to at the end of the day and it's it's nice i liked it there uh for my time but i felt like it was time to leave when my contract expired so you know just to experience other things because after that um acting came about and then um, a couple tryouts with WWE, so we'll see. I mean, hopefully, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you'll be, so you'll be on WWE next, is what you're telling us. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I hope so. We're gonna put that know. out there for you. <laughs> there you go. I hope so, but you never know. I mean, this world's crazy to the point where something else may hit. Hopefully, in acting or you know, TNA will come back with a different. Who knows? Right. You know, but it's it's. I'm blessed to know that I have different options mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I want to put all my eggs in this back basket or go for this dream or see what's going on with this, you know. So it's it's cool. Well, you're so busy. I yeah, I, I don't feel that way a lot though. Are you date do you have time to date? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. And it's you know, when I was in TNA I uh I thought, oh well, you know, I I'd be on the road with whoever I was traveling right. you know, dating and traveling. it's not always that simple. <laughs> it's really not, you know, and a lot of a lot of guys are in wrestling, especially, can be very, uh, I want to say a little girly, to the point where they <laughs> care about, like, more about what they look like than right. what you more look than like. You. Right. you know? Like, yeah. And, and to the point where, like, I'm like, okay, well, I just want to hang out and play video games today. Like, I go to the gym, look at myself in the mirror, you know? <laughs> okay. What, what do you look for <laughs> in a guy? Um, humor is really big with me. Okay. Humor is really big with me. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh my God, you, you were a wrestler, so you're around in these half naked guys all the time that were so big and buff. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, now I'm numb to it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I go there, I'm like, okay, you know, it's not <laughs> anything crazy for me, but that humor is really big with me. And I've come to notice I'm really big on guys with dark hair and, and blue eyes. Oh, I yes. don't know why. Me too. Love that. Mm. But <laughs> dark hair and blue eyes, I'm just... Oh, Nick, okay. get some contacts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm almost there. <laughs> so, you being a big gamer, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, did a little research. So, you and your brother, Tim. Oh, right? and you... you uh, <laughs> name association. <laughs> we know Tim. First name status. You, almost. Not really. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess you guys played Mortal Kombat, and he has beaten you... Mm-hmm. On more than one Uh-oh. occasion <laughs> yeah. of Mortal Kombat, so like, <laughs> did did this spark like a sibling video game rivalry? Oh, it's been like that. 
It's yeah. been like that since the first Mortal Kombat. Game. <laughs> <laughs> we have always been that way. And to the point where we love each other to death and we're best friends. But, man, when it comes to video games, I've thrown remotes at him. Like, <laughs> I've gotten so pissed. Like, there's been, and he's, he's just blessed to the point where he is so good at any video game he touches. Any video game. And, like, I get hot about this because I'm like, no, it's not fair, okay? <laughs> because I'm better than, like, a lot of people think that I would be because I'm a girl. So when I was in TNA, a lot of the guys were like, oh, yeah, give me your gamer tag and we'll play. And then I'm like, no, she's actually really good. Like, she beat me. <laughs> and um, it's funny because we did. It was me. Velvet Sky, um, Austin Aries, my brother, and Brian Kendrick. We all got in uh, at my. We hung out at my friend Danny's house, and we were all playing video games. And they were really surprised to see that it just. You know, we did the thing where okay, you you uh, battle this person, you battle this person. Whoever wins is going to be the last two. Right. Mm. Always came down to me and my brother. I swear to God, I, could, I just. Oh, and when I get <laughs> when I beat him though, I'll never let him hear the end. Of it. <laughs> he never hears the end of it. I could see how I, heated you get just talking right. about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I take pictures of the screen where it's like Sindel wins. I'm like, yep, that's be me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but anytime you choose a scorpion, it's like game over. Right. I can't, right. I can't do it. Who are you but on Mortal Kombat? Sindel. Sindel's oh, my Sindel. absolute favorite. Okay. Yeah. Her, Katana's okay, but Sindel's my girl. I'm like Katana. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe you should choose Scorpio, you know, and then, and then yeah. you know. Uh, the you know, if I did though... You know, that's an interesting thing. I wonder. Maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I should. Just, just, just try it once just to see what, what happens. You know, and like let him be, you know, Raven or somebody. Just let him be somebody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. You know? Throw, throw him off his game. That's an interesting way to go about it. Switch I'm going to practice now. I'm going to practice right. now. There you go. But, yeah, I mean, that video game is, like, my absolute favorite. I mean, next to, there's, you know, the fighting games that are good, like Tekken, uh, what do you call it, Street Fighter and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Batman, like the new Batmans that have come out been amazing like really? all of them are amazing and i'm a huge joker harley quinn fan so i love how they t- you know they tied everybody in they told a great okay. story and i will sit there <laughs> for hours and hours <laughs> playing it like when i had time off from tna um and i got the mortal Kombat game i got it at 6 p.m and i didn't stop playing it until 7 a.m oh until my god oh I, my goodness yeah, <laughs> i was obsessed I was, <laughs> wow yeah now, do you find it hard to separate your uh, on-screen persona from your everyday life? No, and I think it's just because I'm nothing like my character. <laughs> like okay. uh, Rosita and me, like we would never get along. If we met at a club or something, I would n- I would not like her at all. <laughs> you know? Mostly, she's so um, I talk about it like it's, we're different people, but um, she's very outspoken and very just in your face. And even though. She knows that you're you may be ten times bigger than she she is. She'll yell at you and she'll take your rings off and still like want to fight you yeah. over anything, anything really. So no, I would we're not really the same people. But it's hard on Twitter because when I was Rosita TNA on Twitter and tried to play up the character, a lot of people were getting offended. Like a lot of people <laughs> would come up to me at signings like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Right. And what, what you taking pictures with them for? But mm-hmm. now, I, when I switched it to theater, and now I'm like, okay, I can be me, like my actual self. Mm-hmm. And anytime I try to play up the Rosita character, it's it's just I guess it's, it's just hard. good to the point where people get really mad. So right. I'm like, yeah. Well, I guess I did my job then. Yeah. You know, so they're so involved. With right. Your life. <laughs> Love it. Have you ever been part of a storyline or a match that you just didn't want to do? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and this is where the person who came up with this idea is no longer working for TNA. But back when September 11th, uh, 2011, I want to say, 
they had their 10-year anniversary, and on that day, TNA had a pay-per-view. So Tommy Dreamer was like, this is, the, this is a perfect opportunity. Like, NBC just did a documentary on her for the 9-11 thing. It's the 10-year anniversary. We have a pay-per-view. This can be her big baby face turn. Like, mm-hmm. she can be a good guy now. And they were like, nah, no, not really. We don't <sighs> think we should change it. And they just didn't put any thought into it. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, it would have been better. What they did was, during the day, like, uh, earlier that day, I did an out-of-character interview as myself, and it was really emotional and heartfelt. And the fans, they watched that before the pay-per-view even happened. So they watched that, and they're like, oh, I didn't know that happened, and we had no idea. So, like, right now they're feeling for me. Yeah. The show starts, I come out with the American flag, and everybody does the um, national anthem. And then later on in the show, I then became Become a bad, bad guy, guy trying to yell at them. They're, like, cheering for me. And it's like, you see, you guys didn't think. Because yeah. if you did, then you wouldn't. And then... I also, uh, during that match, had to do a, a spank spot where, like, this guy spanked me, he kissed me, and then he threw me around by my hair. I was like, yeah, that wasn't exactly the best way to display right. something, <laughs> like, you know, on that yeah. day, anyway. Right. Any other day, fine, it's wrestling. But that day, it just, there was no thought put into it, so, yeah, no. Now, do you uh, do you have a set age of retirement from wrestling, That's or are you going to be question. you know a lifer like uh, the late great May West or May, uh, May Young. Young? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she just passed away recently. Yeah. That was yeah. crazy to hear. But um, not exactly. I don't want to, you know, because most people will say, okay, I want to get married by thirty, have my kids by whatever. With wrestling, you don't have that great of a window if you're a woman. So for me, I'd say around 30 to 35 is where I'd be like, okay, I'm good, you know. But if I haven't accomplished everything I wanted to but and still have a chance to, then I'm going to keep doing it. You know, because I still have my dreams of becoming women's champion, of going to WWE, performing mm-hmm. at a WrestleMania, working at Madison Square Garden, the place that my dad and I used to go all the time. Mm-hmm. So I still have those dreams set up, and hopefully those will come true. But I don't have, like, a set age necessarily unless I did accomplish everything. Kind of like Trish did, you know? What is the absolute number one best thing ever (laughs) about your job? About which one? Wrestling. Wrestling? Okay. Um, Hmm. I'd have to say the matches. The matches because you always go in there with somebody new, and it's it's always a different feel. Uh, Everybody has their own personalities in there they have their own styles and it's really cool to once you hear the crowd like build up and then scream for you it's amazing like there's no other feeling i can ever compare that to um there's a move that i do it's uh lita used to do it and i do that in tribute to her the moonsault which is like i said the backflip off the top rope every single there's not been one time where it's not happened like this where i'll point to the turnbuckle and i'll look and everybody knows what I'm about to do. <laughs> so they kind of get, like, riled up. And as I go, I climb the top rope. They're, like, you know, building, building. And then when I do it, it's like, ah, wow. And just right there, it's that feeling. Like, it's like, wow. And then usually I'll be like, all right, we got them. Good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's cool. And, and it's something that I just, i almost addicted to. You know? Like, everybody has their things that they're like, wow, I, I love that feeling. I'm going to keep doing that. And wrestling, it's weird, but it's always been that. It's always been that. Like, I say... You know, everybody looks at me like, oh, my God, you're so small. And why would you want to mess up your face? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I'm I'm in love with it. So, What's your favorite thing about your acting career? Being somebody else. <laughs> 
to the point where, um, like my last character that I did for Army of the Damned, it was nice to play off different people and use inspirations. Like, uh, Aaliyah is my favorite. So, for Romeo Must Die, I used Trish, her character there, to inspire my cop character, mm-hmm. um, Lawson. And her uh, Akasha character, I used that as my demonic character. So, it was cool to become somebody else. And I just, I give a lot of credit to the people who do horror movies because I never knew the emotion that you have mm-hmm. to drag out of you being scared or crying. There was a, a scene where I'm cutting my hand off <sighs> and it was a real saw. Like everything was real, except I had this prop arm that looked exactly like my, like they molded it. It had my birthmarks, uh, peach fuzz coloring, everything. Wow. So it, it was weird looking at it, you know? And as soon as the blade hit my fake arm, all this blood shot out. Uh, so it was crazy to me. And I had to be crying during this whole scene and we shot it like four or five times. Wow. So it was like, cry, cry, cry. Okay. Be okay. Cry again. Be okay. So it was really hard to keep dragging that out, but right. Man, I have credit to those people. Mm-hmm. Where do they put your real arm? Is it like straight Behind in the back? It's like, oh, oh. Yeah. I was like, do you like hold it up? How, no. <laughs> how far up did it go? All the way up to my shoulder. Oh. Yeah. I wish I could send you guys pictures of it, but like I had it to where you saw um, just my little like shoulder nub here, and they hooked it onto there and brought it out. And it was the exact wow. thing. It was weird. So they had, um, they put a medium shirt on me, so I had space in the back. Mm-hmm. But I forgot that it was even back there because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Stop it. you got to be crying right now. You know, just yeah. it was weird. I had so many things going on in my head. And then I hear the director because I wasn't alone in this room. So I hear the director from the other room. OK, looks good. Start crying now. OK, get more upset. Like it was just it was insane. You know, so definitely being somebody else and just being a character is yeah. so much fun. And just to say, like, okay, it's me, but it's not really me mm-hmm. to the point where you can act out. And I think everybody is attracted to the dark side, mm-hmm. you know? When you can play that character, that badass who's killing people, who's cutting her hand off. Like, and I remember I cut my hand off and I stuck a blade in place of it. And that was my weapon of choice. <laughs> yeah. That's Very what I would choose. Yeah. <laughs> choose that. Seems uh, <laughs> simple enough. Uh, 50 years from now, what do you want people to say when they speak of you? What do you want to be? Not that you'll be dead or anything, but like, what do you yeah. want to be remembered as, you know? Yeah, that's funny. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, I guess it would have to be a hard worker and just inspirational you know a good person somebody that you know whether I was on TV with TNA or hopefully one day with WWE like I would never let the hype or anything get to me like that I've always been the person to help other people if I can and like I was lucky that I had women like Melina and Mickey James and people say okay well let's help you you know I want to help you and I mean they showed me what a straightener was they showed me what (laughs) eyelashes were and push a bras that's all I needed so I mean even things like that like new wrestlers new women uh, wrestlers coming up like I would love to help them and you know be able to say this is what I learned and so just I guess yeah just a hard-working person and as just positive things (laughs) a lot of positive things because I think in this world you have to want to be remembered as somebody that people look up to you know so definitely that. In terms of your wrestling career specifically, mm-hmm. what do you want to be remembered as? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Probably the person who, although was very small, would still go up against people that was 
uh, bigger than me. And it's, it's, you know, for me, it was not being afraid and not backing down from anybody. And that was some, that was actually the reason I got the award for it was, although you're so small, I mean, the memory of your dad, yes, but also because you're so small, you go for, you know, you wrestle people 10 times bigger than you. I've wrestled a girl that was 6'9". Oh, you know? gosh. Um, There's yeah. girls that are... I'm just fine. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. I was like, you know, that's a perfect example. I don't want people to look at that and be afraid. So, yeah, definitely somebody who wouldn't back down from anybody. Awesome. Did you win? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it was out of her control. I mean, no, I mean, because <laughs> no. it's, it's already done. I guess you don't. No. Oh, they should have let you win on that one. I know. Jeez. I mean, Jeez. Oh, come on. Did you climb up her and, like, punch in the face? You know, like, <laughs> no, I did climb up the ropes, though. Like, climb up the turnbuckles to try and bring her down. For, you know, you work on the legs first, try to bring them down that way. Come at them, you know, jumping. So, I mean, the thing is, you have to be realistic, too. <laughs> you know? For for them, they're like, okay. That would have been, like, the ultimate victory. Right. I think eventually they were going to build to that. Yeah. You know, like, that's a... Like, Ray Mysterio, same thing. He, uh either you know wrestling the big show or somebody huge they knew he wasn't gonna win you right. know but yeah. they always they wanted him to so bad and when they finally got it it was like yes you right. know it was such a great <laughs> feeling and for me i think that they were gonna go that route but it just never played out yeah. it was like a one-time thing but uh i think that if they would have played it like how they did with ray just i'll lose keep losing keep losing and then have that one that one big, big one. match yeah that would have <laughs> been awesome well, before we wrap up, we just want to give you an opportunity to promote anything that you have coming up or going on or tell us what we can look forward to. <laughs> um, well, definitely more movie stuff. And there's a lot of things in the works right now that I can't really talk about. But um, just make sure you see me on Twitter, TMT, and that goes for Facebook and Instagram. And uh, Theatrinidad.com, you'll find everything there. And as soon as I know, you'll know. Well, thanks for joining us <laughs> yes. today, Thea. Yeah, yeah, thank really you guys so much. Talking, do you feel like we know you a little better i feel like oh yeah you guys definitely <laughs> did your research <laughs> awesome well thank you all for joining us welcome back again uh find me on twitter at i am jessica king and where can we find you guys as always hit up that facebook that instagram and that twitter at meg scoop I like scoop of ice cream i want to know what you want to know so hit me up tweet me <laughs> find me all over the internet at the nick Purdue. Just Google them. Just, Just Google, Google them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Until next time. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Bill Speaker, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.